0: Welcome to Impact the World, the show for and about creatives, changemakers, and entrepreneurs. This is a conversation episode where a special guest shares with me what they are creating and the behind the scenes journey of their experience. Hello and welcome to Impact the World. I am delighted to introduce my next guest. It's somebody that I have been a fan of for many years, Deva Pramal, who alongside her husband, Miten, has been for over 30 years taking sacred music and the power of mantra around the world. We had this conversation when Deva and Miten were quarantined in Costa Rica and had to cancel their tours and instead had started taking, for the first time, their work online and able to connect with the online community, which was something that was very new for them. So, in this episode, you will see my conversation with Deva. We talk about her origin with music, how she and Miten met, how she felt about her own singing voice and her own musical ability at the beginning of her career, and what her journey has been like so far. And in a future episode, we will have Miten. So please enjoy this interview with Deva Pramal. Deva, thank you so much for being here.
1: It's so nice to be with you. Hello, Namaste.
0: Hi. Mm -hmm. So I have a personal thank you for, for both of you that I will offer to you, which is, it was maybe three weeks ago. And, you know, we had already set this interview time up and it was a combination for me that very day of, um, my father's passing, which, uh, happened uh, about five and a half weeks ago now, and also just the intensity of the world that day that I could feel my own internal compression and this feeling of wanting to go down and in, and something told me to go to your Facebook channel. And so I went to your Facebook channel and there you were doing one of your live daily arm meditations. And I believe yesterday or today was day 77 in a row. Yeah,
1: it was Monday. Yeah, yeah.
0: Monday, Right. So it was amazing. Within six or seven minutes, everything started to expand and I just felt reset. And it struck me the power of music as a whole and the power of your music during this time. I can only imagine how many people have benefited from those daily Facebooks that you've been doing to help galvanize us.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's been an incredible time. I mean, we started in March and we started, I think it was uh, 16th of March. It was two days before we found out that the Costa Rican borders would be closed. And in that week, so much changed, I guess in the world I don't know if it was you know in different countries, different things change at different times, but we got the full transformation of the of the world as we know it in those in those days and we started and we had no idea how long we were gonna do this and um it, it's been this red thread we've been feeling like we've been on this. Retreat with these thousands of people who come every day. It seemed like there were maybe 5,000 people every day tuning in at the time, and then overnight, I don't know who knows how many it said 50,000 views or whatever that means. But, um, just I actually I'm so surprised that I do actually feel the connection, even you know, in this virtual non non that I can't hear them, I can't see them, but I. I feel it. I, f- I felt it getting up in the morning. I felt I was in this retreat with everybody, you know, and, and this sweet connection. And, um, and it just felt so good to be so blessed to be in a place like this where it's so sane. And I mean, we, we, it doesn't even look different, the world here, except that we weren't allowed to go on, on to the beach, you know, like, but otherwise things are pretty much the same, except the blue spirit is closed but that we could share something from the space of our relaxation and actually being, feeling good in this place here and and giving that, giving some of that and contributing some of that to the people who didn't, didn't experience this time quite so happily and, and easily, you know, who were so challenged with their living situation and the, economical fears and i mean everything had, i mean we, we don't even need to say it because everybody knows what yeah. so it was a real it was a, it was such a blessing to be able to be to be to be able to give this and to realize that it was received in a way that it really meant something to people and there were so many messages you know that they were saying it's this has helped me through this time yeah and uh, we didn't know when we were going to stop. We thought, I mean, we didn't, we didn't even think of stopping for many, For I mean, we did it 70 days, and 70, 70, 77 days in the end, but we had no idea when and if we were going to stop. And at some point it just felt like, yeah, now it's the time to, to, um, to f- make space for something new, you know, mm. because obviously it was a, a big, it was like our whole day was focused around this because of everything that it brings, you know, the communication that it brings and the of setting course. up and the whole mindset, two o'clock you're there, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and it felt, and it was beautiful how it was for both of us, you know, the same, we felt the same, you know, like this is the right, this is, this seems good now, you know, this is, and we'll do it again. We do now we will do a weekly, um, a weekly a gathering, and, uh, and we'll do other things. The same day, we also canceled our uh, retreats in Corfu, which we do for the last 23 years. Wow. And that's two times 300 people coming together for the, for the Gaia Gayatri Festival there. So it was a huge day for us to somehow let go of these two big, beautiful yeah. communal events. And wow, it was a melancholic feeling, but we are also very good at letting go. Yeah. travelers, you know, we we do things change and finish all the time and other things start all the time. So.
0: Yeah. I was thinking that about you guys especially um you know and in uh, the the way that you're often referred to is is modern nomads mm. and the fact that you travel around the world bringing community and I I was curious. I thought you know if, uh, there are many people who do similar things to you, but I can't think of many in the field of what, what we'll do, who I see traveling quite as much. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you're modern nomad. You've kind of become digital nomads in a way. You've been able to reach people yeah. everywhere. But it's... I wondered what the experience would be for you guys to be, even though you are stopped at Blue Spirit Costa Rica, which is one of just the most heavenly places on earth, mm-hmm. um, having run retreats there and spent time there still, I wondered what the effect on your body would be given you're so used to this movement.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we've been traveling for 30 years, and the longest we've been anywhere was about 28 years ago. The first two years we were in India, and then after that we traveled, and and six months was the longest time we lived anywhere, and that was about 28 years ago, and since then it was always everywhere shorter, but still we're every year about three, four months in Australia. And so we're kind of used to being in one place for three or four months. So this is, so we are here only, been, we've been here only three months now. So now, oh, yeah. now it's, it's getting, <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's itchy, <laughs> you
1: know, no, uh, but it is, I mean, when we, when we pushed out that boat that did not going to Corfu, Greece, which was such a huge decision uh, because it impacts so many people and and uh, and and us and our love for being there and and um, but we felt like it was the wiser thing to do given Mitens age and and mm. kind of high risk factor and of being mm. in a group of people from coming from all over the world and traveling there and the whole everything that we don't know about because nobody <laughs> knows what happened now anyway
0: no exactly
1: when we decided that now there's a sense of space or like wow this is we've never had this for a while you know like we are such a long space without without traveling ahead and no real commitments but we're gonna actually create an online uh, two online programs which we are really looking forward to doing one is that we um do a, a group for couples and it's uh we're gonna call it union and it's a it's a couples retreat where which we do together with our um, friend and co-leader, Rafia, who we've been working with for many years. So it'll be uh, for couples to have a, a four or five day kind of retreat where we lead them through meditations, have satsang with the music, chanting and a, and a beautiful, you know, retreat that they can do at home or in a place of their choice. So maybe they want to go for a holiday somewhere. So that's a beautiful. That is
0: great. Were you able to do those things when you were on such a touring s- schedule or, or is that really birthed because there is the space?
1: We didn't do online things before. No,
0: nothing. Yeah, so, so it's yeah, funny.
1: We, we, we want We are people who, who sing in community. Of course. Our, it's about getting people to sing and that mm-hmm. whole ecstasy that it brings and the silence that it brings to be together and sing, you know, this is... This is uh, so, but we've been surprised and and, and, uh, and it's been like back to the beginning, being just the two of us singing together, no band, you know, we've had such a beautiful band the last few years, and huge, you know beautiful stage and light mm-hmm. and the sound is just mm-hmm. wow, and you know, now suddenly back to you know just the real essential, you know, just the two of us with the guitar, you know, and the tambour. And uh, it's been so beautiful, really, very, very precious.
0: Yeah, and and so beautiful the effect of it. As I as I said, you know, my experience of just the two of you was like, ah, oh, the other is great too. But it's interesting what these times have done. And mm-hmm. there's something I want to ask you because I think I think many people when they hear about your life and they hear that you've travelled everywhere and that you haven't stayed in one place for more than three or four months, I think. A lot of people think about that, and it seems like a a very appealing fantasy. Um, But I also know that that's something that you have to calibrate yourself to. And I'm curious, when you two began that way of life together, were you both immediately down for it and it was what you wanted to do? Or did it take some getting used to? Or did it just organically happen? I'm curious how that became your way of being.
1: Uh, You know, we've never... We've never had a plan, you know we've never had a you know when some people say "Where do you want to be in five years or or you know we didn't, we ne- we just really we we met in the ashram i was twenty mitten was forty three i got i got singing through him because I just wanted to be with him <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh and then and then for us it was like we we feel it's time to leave the ashram and the cocoon and the nest of the ashram which we've been so, you know, cozy and, and, and happy in. And now we feel like we need to spread our wings into and, and fly into the into the world and, and live in the world. But we wanna share what we love from the ashram and we know that this has this is um worthwhile sharing and that this is what we love to do mm-hmm. so we just you know just started off like that and uh, we didn't think oh let's always travel or let's not have a home or let's do this for 30 years or anything you know, we yeah. just we book one in advance what what we think feels good you know so we, we we don't have like long booking you know so it's really whatever we feel good in the moment pretty much We you know it's a it's and we've been on the same we just have felt the same way you know there's not one saying oh but i want to stay home or i want to have kids or i want to have i don't know they were just both you know that's great yeah so there's no recipes just luck or (laughs) i don't know blessing or i don't know
0: (laughs) well you you mentioned wanting to sing with him and one of the things when i was just reading this morning some of the materials that um that i was sent about you, I was struck by, not too surprised, but struck by that you weren't that confident with your singing voice when mm. you started, which I thought, of course, is great because you're you're one of the most known voices in sacred music around the world. So I'm curious how that was for you. And also you said that you got into singing really because you just wanted to be with Maten. How did your voice emerge?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I grew up with music, so it wasn't like totally... Alien to me, you know, I grew up playing violin and piano and my mom was a musician and I was in a school that had focus on music, a slight focus on music. So I, I knew I was kind of musical in that way, but um, I also knew that I was just, I was, there was nothing outstanding about my musical abilities, you know, in school, that was not, I was not like some, but um but then, I, and, and in Osho's ashram, you know, in Osho's world, music is such a huge part of meditation. It's such a huge um, key and doorway into meditation. Either music to make us dance and celebrate and move the body and, and then come to a still, silent space, or music that takes us more and more into silence not music for entertainment, not music for, you know, social, not talking like we would never talk while there was music playing, you know, the band, if we had the the musical nights in the, in the meditation hall, we wouldn't be talking, you know, obviously not, you know, you just sing your heart out and you have your eyes closed and you dance and you, so I love that so much. So, so I, so I, but I just never thought I would have any, I would have anything special to contribute in in as a singer or musician or anything. And, and, and then when I got together with me I just said, look, maybe I could sing second voice, you know, and, and, and I knew I could find a second voice. I knew I could hold the tune. I had a good ear for, for being in tune because of the violin playing. And um, the first time I did, I don't know if you read that, but the first time I asked him, he said, it's, it's it's in tune, but it's not my style," he said. Very English, very, uh, <laughs> very diplomatic, I guess. And then I and then I dropped it, and I thought, okay, it's, uh, what what am I thinking? You know. And then a few months later, I we sat we sang together. He sang, he was sitting on the bed singing with his guitar, and I just joined in. And then he realized, well, maybe there is a blend. You know, maybe there's some. So that's that was then my apprenticeship um, in being in the ashram which is like actually the most um, challenging place to to start singing because we are singing to people who are completely receptive mm. and uh, and perceptive and uh, and vulnerable because they are there to meditate you know and whatever like you just imagine there's two three thousand people sitting in silence in white, you can't even come in the meditation hall if you, if you have a cough. It's pin drop silence. Mm-hmm. And you are there putting that first note into that silence. Or, mm. or, or, you know, and you put the music into that silence. So it's very, very, like, magnified, you know, what that, what yeah. how it received, what you put in there, where it comes from, you know, wh- what space you are in, what you're putting out. So, uh, I had an amazing apprenticeship there with him guiding me and 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 understanding the the power of music and 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 I really loved singing harmony with him. i I didn't actually need anything else. you know, i just I just loved being this kind of, you know, these two birds flying together with their voices together. But also, I felt um I needed to find my own thing, you know, voice to be able to just for the relationship also, and for my own self worth. And, yeah, you know, just feeling like yeah, I also have, you know, I'm, it was Miten and his girlfriend, because Miten was the, the one who was known in our world as the, as the musician, you know. Mm. And, uh, and that was when the mantras came back into my life when I was after I had been already with him for seven years. And that's when I rediscovered the Gayatri mantra. And then I realized because before I couldn't sing alone when he went these those first seven years, I would never ever open my mouth alone, you know, like it just not even in sound check. It was I was so shy and so insecure about being heard alone because also English, like I still can't really sing English alone, you know, I, I'm still. And I I always feel it's this thing, you know, once we find our song or our, where we're at home, then then things fall into place, you know, and I didn't know that this was going to be actually the most obvious thing, which is, you know, the mantras that I had grown up with as a child, you know, and that I'd basically forgotten about, you know, I mean, kind of forgotten, you know, or left as something that I was, that was from my father and I didn't really want to go back there what I'd, you know, what he'd given me somehow, you know, didn't really, yeah. and, uh, and then singing the Gayatri Mantra and realizing I wasn't shy when I was singing it and that actually it touched somebody else also and, and it felt so natural and so easy. That was the, the, big, the big surprise and the big unfolding and then, yeah, and then just surprise, you know, big surprise.
0: Well, one of the things that i learned about you in in preparing to speak to you today you have a beautiful track which is called seven chakra gayatri mantra and it's your first melodic composition and that was just a few years ago that you
1: 2 years ago 2 years
0: ago so how did it how did that come about how how did you bring that melody through to the world if that was your first first melodic composition that you've released
1: yeah, I mean I, I just never see myself as a composer and also don't give much space for to become a composer. I don't give myself much um time for it. You know, I'm sure I could it could have happened earlier if I'd because I get very um I get very uh distracted or satisfied or sucked in or something <laughs> by my practicalities in life, you know. And uh and so, I but I always secretly felt like if I did any composing, wouldn't it be amazing if it was the seven mm. chakra Gayatri mantra? Because as I started singing or chanting the Gayatri mantra again that I'd grown up with, I found out about this long version, long form, mm. which we call now the seven chakra Gayatri mantra. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be so beautiful if that could be a melody that came out of me? Mm. And, um, uh, and the the other one had come out of a combined, you know, um, uh, effort. You know, the 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 first one. So that was it. It, it was uh, so this one. I thought, no, this would be really beautiful. And uh, actually, it was Joby Joby Baker who was the producer, or who's the producer of that album. Who is a dear friend, an incredible musician, and uh, he just did not. He just did not let me get away, you know, before <laughs> he was just like, no, you really going to do this. We tried and it, nothing happened. And I said, oh, it's not going to happen. Let's just drop it. He said, no, 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 no. And he came with just the pulse and the key and just this one note and this pulse. And then the, this melody came and I was like, oh God, whatever did it, melody. Did
0: it, did it come, you, you were, you were vocalizing to create the melody or how, how, how did it, how did it land?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you really want to know, um, first I, I, I started with this, oh, let's just go up the scale, you know, because it's the seven chakras, so it's the seven nice. levels, so it's obvious, let's just start there. So that's that third part where it goes up, which came actually first, and uh, and, then, and then after a while I felt not right to sing this all the time, and then I thought, oh, we could just go much more simple, just use two or three notes, and because he has this incredible ear for harmonies. You know, he could, he can make two, three notes sound like Mm. a a symphony, you know? I mean, when you take the melody without all the uh, harmonies, it's, it's, there's not, not
0: much to it to
1: this And melody. The harmonies
0: are extraordinary on that song. It's the song that I came away from your Deva album remembering that song. And it was afterwards that I learned that that was your melody. So I was like, oh, wow, that's the one that really stood. And the harmonies were, were blowing my ears in a good way when yeah. I heard it. I was like, wow, listen to that. So,
1: so that's Joby, those harmonies. Uh-huh. I, I'm, of harmonies and i'm really good with singing them but i would never have been able to think of them like the ones he created so he he gave them to me to sing you know he it's like painting by numbers You know. So it, yeah.
0: it's,
1: but i i love it i i uh and you know the, i love stacking my voice singing three times the same voice you know and then three times the next voice i just love it and uh and it 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 was interesting that the melody at some point just before all these harmonies came, it just fell into place. Like, Oh yeah, that's it. And then it didn't even feel like mine anymore. It felt like this is the melody, you know, that, that I'm going to sing. It's not the melody for everybody, but that's the one that I'm going to sing and share. And that just feels like it feels right. You know, there's no more, is it, should it be there? Should it go there or whatever, you know, it's, it's just, and uh And that was a beautiful experience that there's an end to composing. It's not like, oh, yeah, I could go forever to make this better or, you know, or doubts or something. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm really, really happy.
0: It's beautiful. What What I really love about you sharing a bit of your story, you know, one of the reasons that I started the show was because in my own journey as a creative, as a healer, as a musician, it was always hearing perhaps what other people had had to overcome mm-hmm. uh, in their in their journey that reminded me whenever I was scared or feeling less than or not worthy or to kind of just push through. And I think what I love about learning a bit more of your story is for the longest time, to me, you have been a very known, world-celebrated singer and musician for what you do. Like I remember, I'm 44 now, and I think when I first started going into what, what were then new age stores when I was about 16, 17. I remember you, your, your guys' CDs being there like 25 years ago. So I, um, I love hearing that you are going through these creative births and also that it took a while to, to find your, your own confidence with your voice, especially as your voice is what you're known for. I think it's so important that we all remember that about mm. our gifts and our lives.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: And one of the things that I love that you... I've, I've been invited to do this by other teachers or at retreats over the years. But one of the things that I love seeing you two do, and it, it has made me do it with you on, on video, is shaking the body. Oh, great. You know, you, it's so good, you know. It's, and it's so simple. And, and it, because it's not something I'm ingrained to do as, as a routine, I get invited by you two who have ingrained this as a routine uh-huh. uh, to do it with you on video. And it takes two, three minutes, and you just stop. And could you explain shaking the body to anybody who's new to it?
1: Yes. Oh, shaking is fantastic. It's, it's one of those tools that we have inside of our bodies. We, if you have a body and you can stand up and you can move it, you can shake. I mean, you can even shake in a chair.
0: Sitting down, yeah.
1: So oh, it's like singing or humming, you know, like we all have these amazing tools within our bodies that are readily accessible pretty much any time. And that are so powerful and shaking. The way we like to shake is that we that you stand uh, really rooted on the ground. That you that your feet are maybe shoulder width apart, and you don't move the feet. You are really like the feet are like you're like a roots of a tree that you are rooted, but the whole the rest of the body is flexible and can move. And and that you close your eyes and the shaking, you know, there's so many different ways to shake. So either you just close your eyes and you just feel the shaking almost start by itself, which is very gentle, or maybe it comes up from the ground and you can feel it taking over your whole body slowly. Or you feel like, no, I really need to shake something out and I really need to kind of, you know, my, like mm-hmm. use my arms and hands to get rid of stuff. And, uh, and yeah, just, there's no, you know, there's no right or wrong shaking. It's just what feels good and and as loose as you can be and as as uh, shaky as <laughs> as you can be. And uh, you know, I literally in like in long flights, I I will go to the to the restroom. You know, they often have um, b- bigger ones, a little bit bigger ones, and, and I shake a few minutes in there. You know, and uh, Mateen always jokes that I'm the one who people go like, how long is she gonna? <laughs> Oh, no, no, when and there's nobody there waiting. But uh, it makes. But it I bet
0: change. the energy feels good when they walk in after you've after you've been shaking. You've like cleared the whole thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so like after you know, uh, like if if you have a sitting job, you know, to get up for a few minutes, it's sure. so. I mean, it. We usually like to to shake longer, like ten fifteen minutes, mm. but after two three minutes, you feel the difference already, and it's the same with an OM, you know, to to chant the mantra Om, mm. you do it two times, you feel different, you know, mm. it's, it's incredible. So it's really just about rem- remembering to do it, you know, that, that's, that's the only problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that was what was so great about seeing your video that day. It just, it was, you were my remembering and you were my leader. And it was like, I just, I just, I did it for about three minutes with you. It wasn't the 10, 15, but it, it made an immediate difference. And I, I definitely feel, especially right now, Um, there is a need for us to shake things off and move things through and because the intensity, things can get very stuck for us. I I had something I wanted to ask you about. There's a lovely story that I wanted you to share um, about the autistic children in the classroom and the fact that your CD was played every day in relaxation hour. Would you be able to share that story with us? Because I thought it was so meaningful.
1: That's a beautiful story. That was actually just through an email that came many, many years ago. Where this uh, we received this email from a teacher who said, "Oh, I've been using your Gayatri Mantra every uh, lunch break or, or rest break for in my, for my children, who are nonverbal uh, autistic children." and uh, they started, you know, some of them started singing along and then one day I couldn't play it and they went to the CD player and pointed and, and kind of asked for it. And we, that was so long ago that we received this message, but it was such a strong, it touched us so much because it's, it just shows the power of the mantras beyond any concepts, you know, like the, the, those children didn't have an idea that they listening to a mantra and that it's maybe the most powerful mantra and it's for enlightenment and you know purification and all these things that they don't know any of this they just feel it and it it it's and they they uh, show the effect it has on them you know they show that they are drawn to it attracted to it so that means a lot to me or when animals are attracted to the mantras you know and you realize yeah it's so we had this message and then we um, became friends with uh, Patrick. Do you know Patrick? He's he's also he also has a house here in Blue Spirit. Oh, no. And uh, he is the the CEO of the Center for Discovery in Upstate New York, mm. and it's a it's an amazing place for autistic children and adults, um, where they have like two thousand people staff for three hundred people living there. I mean, it's it's incredible care and cutting edge technology for to challenge them and to to give them the best soil for for life and for for education and and uh, for unfolding their creativity and everything so they invited us to play for the for the children and the adults there and for the staff as well and we've done this a few few years now and this is so incredibly amazingly touching that the the that the kids come and that they are attentive, they are quiet, they are restful, they are relaxed. You know, they are the staff. Oh, every time we've done three times, and every time they come, the staff. I just can't believe it. I've ne- we never see them for one hour or one and a half hours sitting like that without without getting restless or nervous or you know. And um, that's so, so beautiful. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's so beautiful to have that chance also to give to, to you know, to be able to play for them because they're very sensitive, amazing beings and that they would let us play for them. You know, that's a big honor.
0: In My mid-20s, I I used to... Once a week, I would do play therapy with this wonderful um, autistic now young man, Johnny, in the UK. And I was one of many people who were trained to work with Johnny by his his mother and, and one of Johnny's facilitators. And the thing that I remember finding at that time and was advised this would connect us was music. And we would sing made up songs together and it would be, there would be a very different quality of presence and connection and music being the universal language it, it was the way that we could so often connect and still to this day you know i see johnny's still working with music with different people who mm. work with him and a guy called tom and so it's music is this incredible it bypasses so much and really gets to the core of who we are yeah. like you said the sensitivity of people with autism is really high so mm. yeah they, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Deva, thank you so much for, for talking to us today and for sharing some of your experience and your journey. And thank you for what you have done to impact our world. And a personal thank you from me for being there all these years, but at the same time, even just in these recent weeks, I think what you've been doing is so needed. So thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you, You have been listening to Impact the World. For more of my work, please visit leharrisenergy.com. This August, I'm doing something a little bit different. From the 18th to the 26th, me and my team are bringing to you a virtual soul magic experience. We've run Soul Magic retreats for the last four years, and we would have been going to Costa Rica this October for our fifth one. But because we can't, and also because I've been feeling a calling to hand over the microphone to my guides, the Zs, a little more of late, we have created a brand new experience for you called Transmissions 2020. In it, there will be five live broadcasts which will be entirely channeled these broadcasts will focus on you accessing more of your magnetic energy. I've chosen to broadcast all of these live because that way I know the material will be specially curated for those of you who show up to take this experience with us. Added to this, we have for you a special music album and it's sound healing pieces from Devor with my spoken words weaved throughout. And when you do sign up, the first track from the Transmissions sound healing album will be available for you immediately. So to find out more about what Transmissions 2020 entails, you can visit transmissions2020.com and if it resonates for you to take this special journey with us, we'll look forward to welcoming you there.